Hi everyone and welcome to the 97th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. And we have another special guest on the show this episode in the form of Stealth from Twitter. How's it going Stealth? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are fantastic. We have got so much stuff to talk about and we're really cheesed off because last episode we had all this speculation about TGS and then everything went crazy the day after the podcast went out. I know. (laughs) It's just our luck, isn't it? Yeah. I enjoyed TGS this year a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's much better than E3 or Gamescom for us. <laughs> yeah, they did pull it out of the bag. They certainly did. So, uh, before we get into all of those lovely discussions, as well as a few other things, um, would you mind telling us a bit about yourself? Um, like, how did you get into Final Fantasy? What was your first game? Sure. Um, I've been playing JRPGs for as long as I could remember. I started with the original Dragon Quest, and then I moved on to the first Final Fantasy. And so when Dragon you played Quest that... before Final Fantasy, yeah, that's extreme. I play... Yeah, that was my very first RPG. Coolness. And I moved into the first Final Fantasy, and I didn't really anticipate that the series would have taken off like it did then. So that was something interesting. My favorite Final Fantasy is actually Final Fantasy V. Oh, which is different than what most people would that is ever extremely say. Extremely different. Yeah. yeah, I love five because. I'm more gameplay over story. If you really hook me with addictive gameplay, that's really all I need. Mm. So I would I love the job system in that game. I mean, that was the first one that really took the job system uh, the job system seriously, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Three kind of invented it. Yeah, but we didn't. And get then that. five. Yeah, we didn't get that till like 15 years later. And then five really took that and ran with it. Yeah, that's very, very, very interesting. I don't think yeah, we've ever had anyone on the show or anyone that I know of that's said five is their favorite. No, so definitely. you are very, very special. Are you excited <laughs> for explorers then? Yes. Yeah, because that sounds that sounds like it's like it's sort of like five in the same sort of job class system, doesn't it? Yeah, I love the job class systems. Also, Gilgamesh is my favorite character in Final Fantasy, not in like the main party. <laughs> awesome and and Gilgamesh has like a big part in five, so I yeah, love that. Definitely, definitely. Did you like his role in eight? Mm, it, it was more understated, I guess. I, I like his role in Final Fantasy Type Zero. Mm. That that's his like next biggest role compared to five. Yeah, although he's in some of the MMOs as well, isn't he? I haven't played the MMOs. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, today's show we're going to be talking about loads and loads of different things. As mentioned, we're going to be talking about the TGS Fallout, I guess you could put it. Um, but we've also got a pretty big discussion about Fun Fantasy 16. Some rumours that have been circulating, well, a huge post basically, where someone's going to a huge theory about how he believes Fun Fantasy 16 is in development, who's doing it, when it's going to be coming out, what state it's in, etc. And after we've talked about that, we're going to be going on some news. Yep, so we've got the TGS stuff, uh, we've got a few bits and bobs about Fun Fantasy 13 as well, and a new game in the Agito pipeline. Well, I say new. It's kind of half new. Relatively new. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the quiz, which is going to be very interesting. Arvis, if you're listening, you need to listen to this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and tweaksmusic.com. comes on the iTunes store, finalfantasyunion.com and gamingunion.net. And of course, if you are listening to the show and you want to support the show in any way, please go to Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. You can pledge any number that you wish, but you know, even pledges as small as $1 go to help us pay for things like hosting and stuff like that. So it's all appreciated. And thanks to everyone who does support us already. Yes, thank you so much. So... Final Fantasy 16. Yay! I know everybody's sort of like, um, oh, why are we talking about Final Fantasy 16? Final Fantasy 15 isn't out yet. Well, yeah. Well, they announced Final Fantasy 10 before 9 was out. <laughs> kind of. Right? Yeah. Well, anyway, so this whole thing, uh, someone on Mognet Central called One Truth, Two Lies wrote up a very extensive theory about uh, what he believes is the current state of Final Fantasy 16. And in short, he believes that the game is going to be um, led by Hiroyuki Ito, who's done um, kind of the off-series ones, so 12 and 9. Um, and he's going to be supported by members of the 12 cast, as well as the Tactics Ogre PSP team as and the Last Remnant team. Um, and the basic premise is that he believes 
work started around the start of 2008 and at the time it was obviously planned to be Final Fantasy 15 mm. however since then there have been numerous issues that have taken place within Square Enix internally such as the failure of Final Fantasy 14 and then having to completely redevelop it um, the whatever the hell is happening with Final Fantasy versus 13 which is now Final Fantasy 15 and how that's changed over time um, and obviously that's they've both had impacts on Final Fantasy 16 which for all intents and purposes I'm sure Square Enix wishes they would have, would have already been able to release yeah because I mean it seems like the whole 13 saga was a bit of a stopgap and versus 13 has been a bit of a joke yeah. in terms of this development cycle so Guys, what do you what do you think about this? Are we ready for Final Fantasy sixteen to be in development, discussions to be happening and all that stuff? Um, well I think definitely with regards to like Final Fantasy fifteen, um, it's a bit of a sour spot because everybody's just kind of like, Well, I don't really want to talk about the future until we get like what we have planned at the moment. Like everybody's big complaints with the Final Fantasy 13 series is that, like, you know, everything that they could have done with Final Fantasy 13, regardless of the fact that it was a different team and all this sort of stuff, um, people have complained about the fact that, like, you know, they'll do two of the Final Fantasy 13 games and not do not put anything really into Final Fantasy versus 13. Well, not put, like, not anything, but not at least get it done. So, I don't know if if other people are, but, I mean, I don't mind talking about it. I don't mind speculating. I think it's nice to sort of think about something that's completely different, completely new. I mean, we've been kind of stuck with Final Fantasy versus 13 for, like, Well, I've been stuck ever. with the 13 Family yeah. Nova Crystallis franchise for about the last eight so, years. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing something new, um, something that's completely different from anything that deals with anything else in the series as well, since a lot of stuff recently have been about, like, let's celebrate the past Final Fantasies. Woo! What about you, Stealth? How do you feel about the, the, the theory and also if it is remotely true? Well, when you were listing who might be working on it, I got very excited. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I like all I like that those teams and what they might bring to it. I don't mind speculating about future entries because obviously we know there's gonna be one. Yeah. This isn't like the last Final Fantasy, so yeah, no, it's definitely. it's just natural to wonder, you know, what, what the sequels are gonna be. I think also, you know, from a logistics perspective, it would be really great if they were actually developed what they were working on at the moment because um, we've talked about it so many times and, and people get really shocked when you, you think about the, the distance in time between you know those the 7 and 10 and then the 13 franchise and and now with 15 there's there's such a huge gap of time it would be really great if they could say okay next year we're going to release type 0 maybe towards the end of the year and potentially towards the start of the 2016 we've got Final Fantasy 15 and then maybe in a year and a half's time or a year later they can pump out Final Fantasy 16 which is a completely different game and start getting momentum back for the franchise again because one of the big problems is that everyone has to wait five or six years until there's another game and then you get a completely new generation of gamers coming in and their expectations are completely different yeah yeah no definitely um and if um like just based off the article um what sort of Ito uh, well, what they assume Ito is is trying to do with this um, with this game is really, really develop the um, the gameplay system for the next installment of the Final Fantasy main numbered franchise. Like they said, things about the gameplay and how like the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty didn't really have the RAM that he needed in order to make the kind of game that he wanted to make. And now, because of the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. He has the technology in order to make what he's been dreaming about making for a Final Fantasy game, which I think sounds quite exciting. And I'm sure stealth, it sounds like music to your ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the turn-based strategy kind of slower gameplay. That, that's, yeah, that's, my, that's my thing. Yeah, and also like if you think about the games that he's kind of presided over, uh, Final Fantasy IX's combat was very different to many of the other systems because 
it was one of those games where like in typical Final Fantasies you're facing bosses that have got millions of health and all this kind of stuff and mm. you can do a massive amount of damage whereas 9 was about you know the hardest boss in the game's only got like 55,000 health mm. and it's about how you deal with that mm. definitely yeah and then you've got 12 obviously which is insanely complicated and if he's trying to expand upon that <laughs> yeah that might be yeah 12 is the offline MMO yeah. yeah, I mean the gambit system is just crazy. Like the, the how how detailed you can get with that is just, I, yeah. If he's if he's trying to expand that and make it even more complicated, that might be a bit interesting. Yeah, and there were like forty hours just in side content. Yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't the biggest fan of Final Fantasy twelve system. I just didn't get on with it. But like, if it's if it's more like nine, I'd it, be happy. I mean, the whole thing with twelve is that like a lot of the previous games was you can just go in and hit X and then they'll attack, and you didn't really have to worry about too much. Yeah. Whereas twelve, like if you wanted to put the time in, you could develop some really interesting systems, um, and it kind of challenged you a bit more to think about the repercussions of what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dynamic. Yeah, but I mean, like even still, like you know, well. Going through Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII now, it was pretty easy, in, like, my opinion. But, like, um, there are still there are still battles in, like, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2 that you had to sort of think about, even though you were pausing, like, quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then Final Fantasy XIII, I felt, like, upped it even more. Yeah, it's a very I... different style, though. Yeah, I actually think twelve has a lot in common with the upcoming fifteen in terms of story. Mm. It seems very political based, less about romantic pairings. Yeah. Yeah, although there is the whole Noctis Stella thing. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, I I think that that has become a bit of a cliche now with regards to the Square like sort of like Final Fantasy series. And yeah, no, I agree. I think it's good that they're getting away from that a little bit. Or at least I hope they are getting away from that a little bit. But it'll be interesting to see what... I, I mean, if for from what he's saying, that like what he wants to do takes up so much RAM that not even the PlayStation 3 or Xbox uh, 360 can handle it. It'll be really interesting. I guess it's like Kojima as well. Yeah. He just, like, he, he's PS3. He went PS3 exclusive because he was thought it was going to be amazing and then it didn't quite do what he wanted. No. No bless him what would your expectations be for the battle system then like do you do you want it to be more final fantasy 12 or are you um you kind of liking how it 15 is i mean because it seems like they've really really tried to integrate the systems over time like if you look at the progressions you know um 13 is kind of a combination in a way between 12 and 10 2 um and then you've got 15 which looks like it's going to be a slight progression on both of those as well mm. again well i believe they said they would never go as far turn base as 10 was you know i think for them it's too slow in this hd era yeah so because people like action i guess um i would prefer something more like 12 I, i'm a big fan of turn-based combat so rather than take it closer to kingdom hearts and final fantasy type yeah. zero i'd like to bring it back slightly to uh, 12 where it was very action based but you also had all the menu commands that you could put in it yeah it's like that pseudo turn based isn't it like we're yeah. the same as it could be um, it could it could yeah it could be turn based or it couldn't depends yeah. on what you wanted yeah because it's the same as like um the mmos as well isn't it where every move's got a cooldown yeah so like in a sense it's turn based in the fact that you have to wait for the move to refresh before you can do it again yeah um and it just kind of it puts that um yeah, but you can do that move whenever you want. So, and they'll obviously carry on doing whatever they want at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they're leaving the classic turn-based to the Bravely Default series now. Yeah, yeah, more than likely now. Which is, you know, it's got its niche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you want, if you want, like, the traditional. Well, then again, I don't know. I don't know what Atlas are gonna do with the Persona series if they're going to evolve that even more now. But like, if you want to go to if you want to go back to classic sort of ATB style, like you can always go to the Persona series, which I guess is what some people do, and in, and in some ways, um, Square Enix had. I guess the the Persona series doing so well was really good kick up the backside for Square Enix. Yeah, 
It's like, who new challenger? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, you started to see all these other JRPG developers like level five. Yeah, and you know, even you know, uh, there's been like dozens of others recently. Yeah, Gust has really become important to people. Yeah, I mean the Nice games. Yeah, they've they've definitely got their own uh, audience. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I think if sixteen is in development, so he he was assuming that it's going to be announced at E3 2016. Mm. Um, assuming that fifteen is already out by then, because it doesn't really make sense for them to officially talk about yeah. it until fifteen is out the gate. Yeah, that or um, they'll wait until the thirtieth anniversary in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, but that that could be when they release it. Possibly. Yeah, I think 15 is going to come out maybe holiday 2015 in Japan, mm. and then we won't get it until 2016. So I, I think if there is a next game, I don't think it's going to be at E3. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, this year is going to be, well, next year's E3 is going to be very much Final Fantasy 15 focused. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's their, if they've done so much as much as they did for TGS this year, they're really planning on being um, serious about their development of 15 and actually releasing it. Yeah. Um, E3 next year makes the perfect sense, especially if they're trying to reach a broader audience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So on that note, I think it's time that we should move on to our news, which yes. is very heavily focused towards Final Fantasy 15. Yes, because, they released so much. Yeah, as mentioned, uh, about the day after our podcast came out, when we were talking about release date speculations and all that oh. stuff, they announced release dates for certain games and a load of other stuff came out. Um, so one of them was that Nomura has been, um, well, he's no longer a co-director on Final Fantasy 15. Mm. And we initially thought that that was his decision to, to kind of step down and focus more on Kingdom Hearts 3. But he confirmed himself that it was actually Square Enix's decision and that it, it was taken out of his hands. They asked him not to be involved anymore. Yeah. And it means that Tabata is now the sole director which some people have been issuing reservations about, let's say. About him leaving or about Tabata coming About out? Tabata. No one really seems to be bothered about Nomura leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, well, I don't really... Uh, uh, Tabata has, has proven his weight in gold. I mean, like, he's done a bunch, at least as far as handheld goes. I'm not too worried about him about him doing well. What about you, Stealth? How do you, how do you feel about Tabitha taking over solely? I mean, I, I think he's earned the right to at least try with this one. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes because really he's been given a project that was split in a lot of different directions and yeah. a lot of different focuses. And if he can pull it together, that speaks volumes. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about the, the, the previous people who have kind of stepped up, um, they've, they've very much had control over their games from the beginning. Yeah. Whereas Tabitha's kind of inherited this yeah he's stepping in to try and fix a bad situation i guess in that way though like that's he's he's really been put in the fire because like yeah if this game doesn't do well it's tabitha's fault it's tabitha's fault which is a shame because it shouldn't be because it's like he's just been thrown into the fire pretty much yeah really really if the game doesn't do so well i mean the blame should largely rest at namura yeah but but like that was the thing as well. I, a lot of people were um, like, some people were surprised when they heard about Namora leaving. But I was just kind of like, I I didn't know how he was going to be able to direct both Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy uh, versus thirteen. Well, Final Fantasy fifteen. I didn't know how he was going to do both at the same time. I didn't like, think he could. Nah. Yeah, I, I remember getting kind of a discussion with, about this on Twitter in terms of the the. The crossover between Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15 was just too great from my yeah. perspective. There were too many people having shared roles. And yeah, the, the actual development um, was being done by different teams, with Kingdom Hearts 3 being very much done by the Osaka studio. But there were still people that are in shared roles. Like, you know, sh- people like Shimamura, who's doing the music for both games. Yeah. It, it's and uh, I think Hashimoto might be involved in both games as well. Oh, it's just a cluster, it, isn't it? Like the more separation that they can have, the more that they can allow people to just focus on doing one thing. Yeah, and clearly that's just it's common sense. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine like you know you think at your own job where you have like if you had two ridiculously huge like relying on the company succeeding type games 
on your desk and you need both to do really well like that would just be so much pressure on one person it would be like um someone like bethesda releasing a fallout and skyrim game at the same time and asking yeah them the the team to work on the same game oh that would just be a nightmare it'd be an absolute nightmare or like grand theft auto and like max Payne or something like for the rockstar yeah not a good idea well so the next thing was that uh tabata um he basically went crazy and like last (laughs) last episode we had him going uh like speaking a ton about type zero hd this episode he's uh we've got him speaking a ton about Final Fantasy 15 the next thing is that he he believes the game is about 55 percent complete Mm. now there's a lot of confusion about this in a, in a sense because some people are saying well, well it's been developed for eight years 55 percent isn't that much is it going to be another eight years hopefully not um he's kind of treating it as 50 55 percent since they announced it's going to the ps4 so really it's about 55 percent complete in a year yeah which is a bit more promising yeah no definitely because like yeah um don't forget like they had to completely sort of revamp the game this is a different director as well like <clears throat> for that all to happen within only like one and a half years or so like that's that's pretty good i was surprised when they said it was 55 percent complete if anything i was i was happy with that with that figure yeah i was expecting like a 30 yeah like definitely like 25 <laughs> outrage i know but then it's just like you know well Okay. I mean, the game's been torn down so many times. Yeah. That's pretty impressive to me. I yeah. guess the other thing as well, you know, he he said that Type 0 HD was about 80% complete, and, and that's coming out about six months later. So, you know, well, percentages are relative. But, <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. I remember when the old uh, Nintendo Powers would have, you know, percentage completes, and sometimes they would stay that way for like six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A very hard. slow percentage. Ninety-nine percent complete for six months. We still don't have it. Where is it? I don't know how they gauge it though. It's just like it's this mu- this this much complete, this much complete. Yeah, yeah. We'll just say that. <laughs> I'm guessing yeah, some of the hard. percentages go faster than others as well. Like depending on how they're di- they're divvying up. Yeah, it's like debugging phase. Well, that takes about fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> So the next um, piece of the news was about the combat system, which I know that you've got many opinions about stealth. Um, and it was kind of revealed that Noctis is going to be the only character you actually play as. Um, and the rest of your party members will be uh, kind of governed based on the orders you give them in your menu system. How, how do you feel about that stealth? I'm not sure yet. All I know is when I watched the trailer, I wasn't happy because it just, it looked stiff to me and it, kind of looked a bit shallow because you're only controlling the one character and it looked like you only had like one command so i wasn't really thrilled with the trailer but if i'm going into it with the expectation that it's going to be something like kingdom hearts where you really only control sora and you can give commands to to the other two then i can get behind it Mm. yeah i guess i mean in some ways it is similar to 13 in that obviously you only control lightning um and well whoever's in your team at that point and the other two members kind of just do their own thing and really in 13 you you only just press the one command yeah which is just auto and hope it does the right thing yeah yeah i just didn't think the trailer was the greatest way to you know go into the combat but it's still early i guess they were kind of hoping it would look cool because like they had the whole scene with um Gladi- Gladiolus, I think, Gladi- yeah. Gladius, um, kind of uh, attacking the thing and the Noctis getting a bit hurt. Um, and in the in the tech demo they released for TGS as well, they had a little bit more information about it. But it was, yeah, I think the demo, which we'll go into in a bit, um, is going to help a lot with yeah. regards to how it's going to play. Which is the same for 13, because when the 13 demo came out, it, it, it explained a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think it looks okay. I mean, like, I don't really mind, um, like, the sort of action RPG thing. Um, I was kind of expecting it to be action RPG, if I'm honest, if only because, like, it was Nomura's game. So Nomura, like, Kingdom Hearts, like, 
it essentially is just like a Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy game, isn't it? In terms yeah, of the game. Yeah, I was expecting it too, but when I saw the trailer, it was like it's real now, and then it yeah. hit me differently. But, <laughs> oh, God, you know, like I've, I've said on Twitter, I can complain, but who am I kidding? I'm still going to buy this game. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it looks I think it looks kind of cool. I think yeah. I like I you like know, the... I have I have Final Fantasy f- 15 for the action and I have Bravely Second if I want more classic style Final Fantasy. Yeah, there you go. You got all your flavors. But yeah, I I kind of liked the whole um the whole pairing system like how um how y- you sort of fight alongside your friends and um you can combine moves and do all yeah, that, that sort of stuff. Cool. I thought that looked pretty cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it does look it looks interesting. I definitely can't wait for the um, demo to come out just so that I can actually play it myself and not just watch people play it. How did you feel about the fact that Noctis, Noctis is going to be the only character you play as? I like it. I don't mind. I mean, like I don't. As long as the AI aren't stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really depends how they implement it. Yeah, like I mean. Like, there's sometimes in Kingdom Hearts where I'm just like, oh my god, Donald, stop using up all of my freaking potions. Or, uh, well, it was mostly Goofy. Goofy was horrible with using up it's all my goofy. potions. Oh, he's such a <laughs> jerk. I was just like, honestly, like, I gave you one job. Um, but yeah, as long as they implement them okay and, like, you know, they they just aren't stupid and they can easily like adapt to your sort of playing style and what you're doing i'm fine with it but yeah if they're not helpful at all and they just get in the way that's going to be yeah i mean i guess for me it really determines it's all about how they implement the commands that you give them because obviously in 12 Mm -hmm. you had a lot of control you could stop those instances where they'd use all your potions up yeah um and in 13 like the ai was so well implemented that it was it was still very much under your control like yeah. they only did what you asked them to do but you didn't actually have finite control over what they did but it never really got into a bad situation because you could work around what they what their limitations were yeah so if they can kind of blend the two in terms of i mean it, it looks like each of the guys is going to have their own different play styles anyway yeah because um they've just got completely different physiques not that that necessarily means anything with yeah. regards to Final Fantasy, but um, it does seem as though they've, the the different party members will have typecast roles. Yeah, I thought it was interesting as well how much they're putting on, um, like focusing on the weather and like the time of day as well. Like um, uh, Noctis basically um, will be affected, and all of your party members will be affected by how much sleep they get. Um, they'll also be affected by rain and um that sort of stuff so like um they use the example of using like fire magic um if you use it in sort of like a field or something they said like the environment would start yeah, you can, like, getting affected and... yeah and like the fire would continue and that sort of stuff i don't know how how intense it's going to be like i don't know if it's going to be like uncharted intense where the fire is just like eating the entire time or if it's just going to be like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. It's sort of, you know, the environment is a bit affected. That's great. Um, I think it's cool. They're doing but I mean, stuff the like rain that, seemed pretty um, cool. I think they've started implementing that in a Realm Reborn as well, where depending on the weather, um, when you cast different spells, it will have different impacts on the yeah. enemies. So, for example, if it's raining, yeah, if you cast fire, it's not going to do much. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if you cast lightning, it's going to be more effective. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, no, I think I think that's definitely cool. Like, cause they haven't really had that in the other Final Fantasies before it. Um, and then obviously, like graphics wise, um, they made it look really, um, really pretty with the <laughs> yeah. fact that the rain affects the like frog. their hair and little frog. And uh, but yeah, no, I. It definitely seems that they're trying. They're really, really trying to make this. Well, I think, you know, the whole up. thing is that Square Enix used to be known for Final Fantasy as being graphical powerhouses, and they yeah, kind of exactly. lost that reputation a little bit. Yeah, everybody else caught up, and they were just like, damn. <laughs> so, Stealth, Final Fantasy fifteen demo. How are you feeling about that? I'm looking forward to playing it. We'll see how in-depth it is. Mm. I-, I remember when um, Dragon Quest Eight came out, and it came with that slight teaser for 12 and it kind of had like a little bit of the gambit system but not a whole bunch but just just 
kind of like enough to see where they were going with it. It, it would, if if I'm, it would get me excited. Definitely. Yeah. So the demo is actually going to be part of a package with Final Fantasy Type Zero, which is something yeah. that Square Enix have a very good track record of doing. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's a good incentive to to buy Type Zero. It's probably going to bolster the sales of Type Zero HD more than they would have. Oh done. yeah. Um, I mean, all I remember is how much advent children are complete on blu-ray sold because of that final fantasy 13 demo yeah and so many people imported that yeah it was crazy um so yeah i don't even want to imagine how much it's going to affect the sales of type zero hd um but yeah it's, it does seem interesting um yeah it just depends how much they kind of tease i think it was also interesting in terms of tabata saying that um that that the what i think the demo is going to be about the first chunk of the game right um, and that's the part of the game which is obviously most polished, so it's going to be near finished um, as to as to what we're going to be playing mm. because they've had so much time to develop that beginning section of the game. Yeah. So that would be really good because it should give a, a full representation then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be really awesome to sort of see um, where they're at. But yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD is definitely going to um, skyrocket. I wonder if people in Japan are going to have to buy it again in order to play it then. Of course. <laughs> That's an interesting question. I'm not sure how sales are going to be for the HD remake. No. Because well, it sold we really well saying, on the PSP. Like... And then, you know, like all things, it tapers off. But I'm not sure if they're going to double dip on that. Yeah, I don't know. Because it wasn't at... Um, well, I mean, no, it kind of was. But, like, I don't think they... They didn't have... Did they have playable stuff for Type Zero HD at TGS? I, it wasn't officially part of the show, was it? No. Yeah, no, no, they did. So. I know. Um, the different journalists got hands-on time with Type Zero. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, it would have yeah. probably been like. And a also at the recent event. Because I remember when we were speculating, we were just kind of like, "Oh, well, they already have it, so they might not actually." Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of the Japanese public know what it is. They know what it's about. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing the demo will probably sweeten the deal for a few of them in terms yeah. of like purchasing it. And we all know those Xbox One sales are going to be off the chart. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might yeah. sell 10, cop, 10, 10 you know, units. Wasn't like Xbox One's out in Japan now, isn't it? Yeah, it's been out for about um, three a month. I seem to remember seeing something where its sales were worse than the original Xbox or something crazy That's like that. So bad. Yeah, it's, it's the worst selling console by far. That's just oh. embarrassing. It's like... I, you gotta you gotta wonder why Square Enix is still publishing the Xbox One games in why Japan. Why they even started? Because it's it, really it's a loss making exercise. Yeah. Well, if you think about it this way, the original Xbox sold a certain amount, then the 360 sold about half of that every week, and now the X One is not even selling half of the half of the 360. It's not good. Silly. Not good at no. all. <laughs> but anyway, so Type Zero HD, we're talking a bit about it. It now has an official release date for us over in the West. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm really happy about that. Oh, same. I'm, I'm really happy because it's actually not as far away as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So Tabata um, said that it was going to be within the next 12 months. And then about a couple of weeks later, they announced it was going to be coming on the 17th of March next year, which is not... Well, it's within the 12 months, but it's, you know, yeah. it's like six months away. So Is that the same time when they released Final Fantasy X HD in March? Uh yes. So yeah. So, yeah. So maybe that worked for them. Yeah. No, well, they usually that's, they they usually release their games around that time, don't they? Because that's when Thirteen Twos came out, uh, Lightning Returns, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen came out at that time as well. Yeah, yeah, because they had the thing in February, didn't they, for Lightning Returns, um, for Final Fantasy Fourteen, uh, Realm Reborn, they had it in February, and then it released in March, didn't it? Yeah, it's, it does seem like a very good time for them. They just kind of stick with it. Yeah, but um, no, I'm excited. I'm. I mean, yeah, we don't have that much longer to wait in order to get it, which is a positive thing, and it means that we're going to be getting the demo for Final Fantasy 15 within about five months. So I know. That's mm-hmm. that's obviously great news for everyone. Excitement. Um, and the other news relating to that, as we alluded to, is Final Fantasy Gito, mm. uh, which is the um, the weird situation where it's the game that wasn't the game that is the game, um, and. Yes, it's coming out on the iPhone as we uh, and Android as we previously mentioned, but in Japan they're now getting Final Fantasy Gito Plus, which is going to be a PlayStation Vita version, mm. which I thought was quite interesting because obviously a lot of people were expecting Type Zero to come out on the Vita. It's not. 
Yeah. So it, it seems as though, in a way, they're kind of doing this to keep people happy. <laughs> well, it, it's less cash intensive to port a mobile game than a console game. Yeah. And yeah. like, there's a weird thing as well because, so on the iPhone and Android, it's a free game. And on the Vita, it's also going to be a free game, but only if you download it from the store. Uh, if you mm. want to, if you want to, if you can get a box copy as well, and that's going to cost about twenty dollars, I think. Yeah. Uh, which you know, it's not that bad because you'll get like a box, you'll get like a, all the stuff that comes with that as well, and you get a physical copy. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have the option there as you want. I th- in a way, I think that's like a really nice way for the developers to do it. Yeah. Because they could just release on the PlayStation Store, but they're saying if you want to have a box copy, you've kind of got to pay for the privilege because obviously it costs them more to do that. Yeah. But I would pay for that. You have it. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that would pay for it, but there's also a lot of people that would just think, ah, I can get a digital one, I can download it for free, it's fine. Yeah. But no, I think it definitely sounds interesting. And also, it, it's sort of interesting going back to, um, I think it was Tabata who was saying before about the fact that, you know, uh, Square Enix were really um, sort of thinking about dropping the Vita, and like Vita is considered uh, last generation for them. And like, for them to Hush then, words. for them to then go and say, I mean, granted, Agito, Agito is not like Type Zero, like sort of standard, like it's not, it's it's not as as sort of big of a game, I guess. Well, yeah, it's like a it's a free iPhone game. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I guess depending on how the, how well this does on the Vita, maybe they'll consider putting more games on the vita well i mean at the moment it's jap it's a japanese exclusive yeah um which obviously makes sense like the vita is doing really well in japan um we have no western release date at the moment but no. you know since it's coming on the, um it, since it's coming out over here on on android and iphone it you know it doesn't seem like too much of a stretch that they would release it on vita over here i would hope so i love my vita well your vita our vita, <laughs> our vita. <laughs> the family vita yeah family vita um so yeah the last piece of news we have is about final fantasy 13 yay, yay. it seems like ages since we started talking about that and obviously this was how this podcast even started final fantasy 13 um it's now available on the pc Woohoo! isn't everyone excited silence <laughs> silence crickets. yeah um so it, it only costs 10 pound 99 which is actually one pound more expensive than final fantasy 7 yeah um and i was just checking out for the podcast we recorded the podcast and it's currently um rated as a mixed reception on steam yeah because a lot of people are complaining about the glitches and yeah stuff. so it's it's had about one and a half thousand reviews and it's got an average of about 58 percent at the moment because people are not happy no. a with the quality of the game which is just a long-standing problem because some people love it some people hate it some people are very indifferent but yeah there's there's a lot of issues with the pc version yeah. Which is not good. It's not what you want. No. No, it's a shame because I really did like playing like Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 on, on the PC. Like, I mean, granted they weren't perfect, but... Um... Final Fantasy 7 on PC is a masterpiece. I'll have you know. <laughs> well, your version was a masterpiece. My version was not as as fantastic because I didn't have the beautiful sounds that you had on your computer. And I don't have the many so. more either. I know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I was kind of looking forward to more and more Final Fantasies coming to the PC, but I, d- I don't know, um, that sort of review score and that sort of thing doesn't seem to bode very well for it. It would be really interesting to know how much it's sold. Well, it has 1,500 reviews, so I don't know. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean people have bought it. No, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I don't know what... I, this reminds me of when um, they released Dragon Quest X for the 3DS, mm. and people were very excited, but it had all these just issues with glitches and bugs, and, you know, but you, don't, you don't want to get people upset like that. No. Especially now, like... The game came out well, like four years ago. Yeah, it's like surely this this shouldn't be happening. Nah. And people but... put games on Steam, so there's no excuse for that. Nah. So you're gonna be picking it up then, yeah? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I have it on sale. PS3. I'm satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for all our news. Um, we're now gonna be going on to the quiz which is with Josh. So we'll be back in a second after we find out how Josh has got on. Hey, Josh, welcome to Final Fantasy Union. How's it going? 
it's going all right. How's your weekend been so far? You, you, yeah, well, it's pretty soon, is it? It's pretty early on. Have you uh, got any, any plans? Well, I was going to try and PvP on Final Fantasy XIV a bit, but seeing as how it kind of went horrible last night, I might skip today and do something Oh dear, else. what happened? Oh no. Uh, well, I had one really good match, me and a friend of mine and my girlfriend fighting for the uh, Immortal Flames. Yeah, like I said, one really good match, and then um, next two matches just went really bad. Aw, oh, oh, things that happens. Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. Like that's the problem with PvP, though, isn't it? Like you can you can have like a really good crest, and you can just kind of get a few good matches, but then equally, you can end up having a few bad ones where you don't really feel like you've done anything differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's that was pretty much what happened. Uh, and also, it was kind of bad when my girlfriend is the only healer. So. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had many of those kind of experiences. But, um, so what is your sort of Final Fantasy background? So obviously you play Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, yeah. I played the uh, first Final Fantasy game when I was in the fourth grade. I had to, before I was able to buy it, I had to rent it a lot from the local video store. But mm. yeah, I played that one. I've been hooked ever since. There must have been a lot of rents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was even even worse when um you'd rent it for one weekend and then go rent the next and then you'd miss one weekend and then someone else would rent it and they'd save over your file. Oh, oh. that's things. First Final Fantasy game on NES just had that one save file, so yeah, so it's that's, just like oh. I can imagine that being horrible. Well, at least you probably got very familiar with the beginning of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gar- Garland can never knock me down ever again. No. <laughs> So what's been your favorite Final Fantasy so far, if you've been starting since the beginning? I really like the Final Fantasy IV. It's, for me, that one's a really hard one to beat. That's another one. Somebody else said that as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was one of our previous contestants also went with Final Fantasy IV. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be a popular choice. Yeah, it's, um, like, you know, it's... Final Fantasy six and like seven and even eight, I like those ones a well but or a lot as well, but uh Final Fantasy Four is just kinda like it's like the first one that like I don't know, I just, I just really like the characters. Yeah, no definitely. Cecil is a badass. Mm. Yeah. And Rydia. Rydia yeah. was always one of my favorites. Yeah, no, they do have some pretty um badass girls in that one. Mm. Well, I think he might be our penultimate contestant on the quiz this year. Um, we've had quite a few people taking part, trying to take the challenge. Do you feel prepared? As prepared as I'll ever be. <laughs> I had uh, Jamie try and help me brush up a bit last night. And <laughs> Aww. Well, you know, a good bit of last-minute last minute cramming is always good for a quiz. And, yes, definitely. Um, your current score to beat is 70. So yeah, it's seven, you've got to get seven right. And then you, it's all down to time at that point. But if you're not familiar with the quiz, um, and anyone who's listening who hasn't uh, listened to the quiz before the show, uh, it's a good time to get up to speed. So Josh is going to be asked 10 questions, and we will take his first answer. So if he um, says, for example, who's the main character for, and says um, Rydia, and we say, no, actually, it's Cecil. Unfortunately, we can only take Rydia. Um, he has 60 seconds to answer all 10 questions. And it's advised then, obviously, that he takes he answers them as quickly as possible. Um, and he will get 10 points for every correct answer he receives. And any seconds that he has left on the clock, should he answer them exceedingly quickly, will then be added on to his score as a single point. As mentioned at the moment, Arvis is in the lead with 70 points. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he's getting more and more nervous every, <laughs> every podcast he listens to. Because he was one of the first contestants as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. As a reminder to everyone, um, if you're at the leaderboard at the, t- the end of the year, at the top of the leaderboard, then you will be eligible for a, pl- a prize. I think we've narrowed it down to what it's going to be, which we'll probably announce on the next episode, I think, right, Lauren? Mm, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably announce that on the, last ep- on the next episode, which will be one of the last episodes for the year, probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, just before we begin, I'd like to remind you, Josh, that questions will be from a range of Final Fantasy topics, and... Um, we, we try not to be too harsh, but you never know. There could be one that kind of sneaks in there that might be a bit more tricky than the others. Mm. That's what I try to prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, are, are you ready? I am ready. Lauren, start the clock. 
Who does Ali Hillis voice? Lightning. In Final Fantasy X Part Two, what do you use to change dress spheres? Garmin Grid. Can you name one of the starter races from Final Fantasy XIV? Duskwhite Elzen. Besides Cloud, name one. Name all of the other characters who can play mini games in the Gold Saucer. Tifa, Sid. Name one of the spin-off games in Final Fantasy VII compilation. Dirge of Cerberus. Which enemy has a move that shows off their bad breath? Marlboro. Who joins Riku and Yuna to complete the cast of Ten Two? Pain. What is Balthazar's ship called? The Straw. Can you name two of the Bahamuts that are summoned by Caius? Chaos Bahamut and I can't name another one. And what is Fran's race? Viera. Stop. Ooh. Right on the money. I think you did exceedingly well. But yeah, well you there. did. You did really, really well. I was going through that and I was thinking, come on, come on. I know. But right up to the clock as yeah, well. Yeah, right on the buzzer. Yeah, you literally had about half a second left to answer that last question. Um, how, how do you feel you did? I would say pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to hand over to Lauren and she's going to tell you exactly how you did. Starting off with what you got wrong. Okay, well, the only question that you got wrong was what are the names of uh, Caius's... Um, the two Bahamuts. The two Bahamuts. Um, two of the three. And um, those could have been uh, Jet, Garnet, or Amber. I think you got Jet. Yeah. But then you said Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... Um, 13-2 was... Um, now, don't worry, I like Final Fantasy games. I like them all to a certain extent. 13-2 wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> so no, that's fair. Much. But um, that was the only question that you got wrong. So you got a 90 out of 100. Yep, unfortunately, Arvis, you've been knocked off the top of the leaderboard by Josh. So congratulations, Josh. That was that was pretty epic. Yeah. And they said playing these games would never pay off. I know. <laughs> no, definitely. Wow, that was that was awesome. But yeah, so I mean, our, we had one of the the one down as the hard question, which we didn't think anyone was really going to be able to get, which was um, the the gold saucer question. Yeah. So that's that's really good that you got that one. That's that's really impressive. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have to. Uh, I played. Um, I was in the hospital when I was in high school, mm. so um, it's a long story. But uh, my mom brought me my PS One, so I played a lot of Final Fantasy Seven, a lot of Final Fantasy Eight during that time, Aww. and played a lot of mini games in the gold saucer. Apparently. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember always finding it so weird when you when it gets to that point there, like when um, I, I think it's like Sid comes up to you, doesn't he? And he's just like, "Do you mind if I play?" And you're just like, e- "No, go ahead." We'll just beat you otherwise. I know, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I always uh, thought it'd be funny if Cloud Cloud just threw a fit about it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, "I was only playing it for the one hundredth time, but I guess if you have to play the motorcycle game now, fine." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Sid's going to be a playable character in the in the remake of the motorcycle game. That would be pretty cool. I know Tifa's definitely in it, but she's not like riding the motorcycle. She's just um, she's out. helping helping Cloud out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but other than that, you did you did superb, Josh. Awesome, feels good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only one more person now from between now and the end of the year who's going to be able to potentially beat you, and it looks like they're either going to have to get all ten correct. Or nine correct within fifty nine seconds. Yeah, which is a pretty tall order. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to be that person, if you want to take part in the Final Fantasy quiz, uh, there are numerous ways you can do so. Uh, you can tweet us at, at @ffunion. You can message us on Facebook. You can respond to any of the comments on Final Fantasy Union through discuss. Or just reach out to us in any way, shape, or form that you feel that you can. Mm. And we will add you to the ever-growing list of contestants and pull you out random. Yep. Well, congratulations, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for taking part. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, that was some serious quiz answering. Sorry, Arvis. <laughs> yeah, Arvis has been knocked off his perch. Yeah. Josh is now at the top of the leaderboard with a whopping I could not nine. Believe it. Nine out of ten. Good job, Josh. Like that, it was just insane. So yeah, um, if you want to be on the show next episode, you've got a tall order. Yes. Yeah, you have to basically get all of the questions right, every single one, and then also do it within the time limit as well, because that would just be awesome. Yeah. So um, we're now going to go on to our music segment. 
and this episode we have a kind of jazz remix of the Final Fantasy IV main theme. It's done by, well, the YouTube channel's Brental Floss, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's dubbed the New Orleans remix. So mm. that's it's a very fun uh, little remix. Um, and it's all in honor of Josh because this is actually his favorite game as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be the end of the show. Um, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 11th of November. Be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. And just if you want to find us on there, just search for us. We come up as the number one show if you type in Final Fantasy. And we're also on YouTube. Yes, we've been uh, a bit late to the party with YouTube, I guess. Uh, but we're now on there. If you want to check us out, it's FF Union Vids. And uh, we're almost at 100 subscribers after about a month or two, which yes. is pretty cool. Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, you can also check out every episode of the podcast on com, along with all our news coverage. So, Stealth, how do you enjoy being on the show? I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you both for having me on. No problem. We'll have it's to try and get you back you. on again in the future. Yeah, definitely. That would be my pleasure. Well, I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a Tweaks, Music.com and a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.